0: The preseason poll is out for college basketball, and it looks like for the first time in a while, the Kentucky Wildcats are underrated to begin the season. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Picks. You can go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnCollege and use code Locked College for a first deposit match up to 100 On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, we are going to be taking a look at the AP Top 25 poll. The preseason AP Top 25 poll has been released. Also going to get to a new segment here on Locked on Kentucky. This is something that you may see other media members out there doing, Josh Pate uh, most specifically, Bold predictions for Kentucky Basketball's upcoming season. I've got 4 of them here for you today, and we're going to go over those 4 and I'm going to rate on a scale of 1 to 10 how bold your predictions are. If you have any hot takes, predictions you want to give in the YouTube comments below, please go ahead and do so. You can also find us on Twitter at @lockedonuk if you want to shoot some bold predictions over there as well. And thank you so much. For making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. So let's go ahead and get into it. Kentucky basketball has its lowest ranking, preseason ranking of the John Calipari era. They come into the 2023 24 season ranked number 16. In the preseason AP poll, I personally don't have a massive issue with this. You and I have looked at a number of way too early top 25s ever since Kansas State beat Kentucky in the NCAA tournament months ago. We've been talking about where Kentucky should fall heading into the season. And early on in the offseason, I mean, it would have been very understandable to not even have the Wildcats ranked, considering the fact that they would be bringing in so many young players on top of the fact that they weren't really, uh, they they weren't really bringing back anybody else. So this was kind of a pleasant surprise here as the offseason progressed to see Kentucky get their guys, get situated, and then look competent, actually look competent as we got closer and closer to the season. I am pleased with the 16th, uh, the number 16 ranking. Not mad at it at all. I think there are a couple of teams that are ahead of Kentucky that maybe should not be there. Um, Texas A&M, Arkansas, right above UK, by the way, in this HP Top 25, two teams from the SEC there. We're going to dive into this in just a second, just kind of give you an idea of what the entire Top 25 looks like in case you have not seen it. But the first thing that I want to say here is that while I am pleased, With the fact that Kentucky is ranked, they're in the top 20. I think that the Wildcats may be a little underrated heading into this season. There have been so many national media outlets out there that have refused, I think, to keep their finger on the pulse of what's actually going on in college basketball. And that's a very broad, general, uh, you know, hateful statement to make. But I also think that it's true. Again, like you and I have talked about, we've looked at different AP top 20 or way too early top 25s, and we've seen several outlets update them. And then you see them mention players that have not been uh, at the school for weeks or months at the time. You see different things mentioned about uh, things going on in the news in relation to that team and the things have been resolved. And you've seen this not just from ESPN, but places like CBS and other other different places. Heck, Fox Sports and John Fanta didn't even have Kentucky inside their top 25 to begin the season. So I think Kentucky is genuinely underrated heading into this season. I don't think people are really studying up, refreshing themselves on what Kentucky is. A lot of people sleeping on different individuals on this team. Trey Mitchell, I think, is a massive one here he's going to be somebody that the wildcats rely on heavily in their front court rotation to begin this first i don't know two or three weeks of of non-con play before aaron bradshaw and and Yenzo are able to return healthy for uk he's going to be somebody that i think is very important Um, but a lot of outlets are sleeping on him not enough people i think are talking about one of the best shooters in the sec antonio reeves coming back played very very well in canada And I think he is in store for a phenomenal year. Also, something that I don't think a lot of people are putting stock into is John Calipari with a young, talented team. This is going to be one of the most inexperienced teams in the country this season, even with Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell, the two veterans on the squad, coming in slash back. But I think that a lot of people are just kind of overlooking it and saying, oh, well, he hasn't won a lot recently with a young team. And so we're just going to kind of write things off here. This, I think, is going to be a special bunch. Now, will they amount to anything in the postseason? That is yet to be determined. But for this regular season, I think Kentucky basketball, I've said it a ton. What have I said here on the show? You and I have talked about it. They are going to be a highlight reel. I think that they are going to be a boatload of fun to watch here throughout the regular season. Not just in non-con play, but also in SEC play as well. You're going to see Kentucky, if they're not favored and they aren't favored in some of these non-con games, you're going to see them surprise some people. I think you genuinely are. Is Kentucky going to sneak up on Kansas and get a win there at the beginning of the year? Not sure. By the way, the Jayhawks, the preseason number one team in the country, so that's going to be a big-time game for UK. If they could win that one, I think that you are going to see this blend of extremely young but talented players on top of the two veterans that are going to be key pieces, not just there, but key pieces for this team on top of the addition of guys like John Welch who are going to be really big for this offense and have been, I think, whenever you hear the way that guys like Reed Shepard or different players have talked about the way he's developed them this offseason – I think you're going to see Kentucky make some noise. And I don't necessarily know if this preseason ranking of number 16 reflects what we've seen from them this offseason and the progression. I think a lot of this is kind of holding them back at the, with this ranking because of all the negativity that spawned during the, uh, the early months of the offseason. So that's my take on it. If you want to look at the AP Top 25, you can obviously find it on the Associated Press's website. You can also find it at a number of places. I'm going to walk it through. I'm going to walk through it here with you real quick. In case you want to go read this though, just want to let you know you can find this probably probably literally anywhere if you just want to give it a a quick uh, Google search. Kansas, like I mentioned, is the number 1 team in the country to start the season. At number 2, it's the Duke Blue Devils. 3 and 4, Big 10 schools, Purdue and Michigan State. Michigan State a top 5 team to begin the season. Marquette with Shaka Smart is number five to begin the year the reigning national champs? Number six at U is UConn. Houston is number seven. Creighton is number eight. Tennessee is number nine. I think Tennessee is just a little overrated there as a top ten team. We'll see. We'll see. Great defense. We'll see. Florida Atlantic. This is uh, this is probably I- I'm pleased with this. There were a lot of rankings that had them as a top five, top seven team uh, after the season ended, saying, "Oh, FAU is going to be." Uh, you know, a, a phenomenal team this year. I think they're a good team, veteran team, experienced team. I don't necessarily know if they're a top 5-7 team. I think they're somewhere between 10 and 15. They're ranked here at number 10. Uh, I think that they are going to, I'm not preying on their downfall, but I'm. they're going to catch a loss here, and and then people are going to, uh, I, going to start to back off of it just a little bit. When that loss comes, I'm not sure. Gonzaga at number 11, that's going to be a big time game for Kentucky later on in the year. Arizona, Miami, Arkansas, Texas A&M, 12 through 15. There at number 17, SDSU, number 18 is Texas, 19 is North Carolina, a team that Kentucky will play later on in the non-con slate. Number 20 is Baylor, number 21 USC. We've been curious about where the Trojans would fall. In this preseason AP top 25, Villanova and St. Mary's at number 22 and 23. The final SEC team here in the rankings, the Alabama Crimson Tide fall all the way down to number 24 after being the number two team in the final AP poll a season ago. And then to round out the top 25, the Illinois fighting Illini. And then the team right outside in the others receiving votes category is Wisconsin. Uh, Rick Pitino's squad, by the way, St. John's, with 47 points worth of votes. Uh, Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Florida, the other SEC teams getting votes here for this preseason AP Top 25. If you have any thoughts on the preseason Top 25 where Kentucky falls, whether or not they're overrated or underrated to begin the season, you can leave all of that in the YouTube comments below. I want to get to your bold predictions for Kentucky basketball's upcoming season. Again, I've got 4 of them today. I want to dive into them and get my give my take on them in just a moment. Before I do that though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple and easy to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous amount of players and stat types. To look at it's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discount, selects players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And with the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and college football top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted and PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. They're the only daily fantasy sports platform that does this. So you can go over to prizepix.com and use code, excuse me, prizepicks.com slash college and use code Lockdown college for a first deposit match. Up to $100. One more time there prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have not subscribed to the show already, Please go ahead and do so if you are listening on podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you followed along there as well. Bold predictions for Kentucky basketball's upcoming season. I've got four of them from you guys here today. I'm going to take a look at them, give my take on them, and then give you a boldness rating on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 obviously being as bold as it can get, 0 being not bold at all. The first one here comes from Izix, Kentucky will lose 5 or less games this season. So that means Kentucky basketball here would finish 26 and 5 or better with their upcoming schedule. Well, I've given my take on the upcoming schedule and I've told you guys, you know, how I feel about the different games and how I feel confident in certain over certain SEC opponents compared to others. Overall, it's going to be a very, very, very difficult schedule. You look at what Kim Palm has to say here. 21-10 and 10 is the record that they predict. By the way, in case you don't know, Kim Palm's preseason ratings are also out. And I could not be happier about uh, Kim Palm being back. Uh, but Kim Palm projects Kentucky to go 21-10, and 11-7 in the SEC. Projects them technically to finish 5th in the conference don't think that's going to happen i mean it could very well could i don't think it's going to happen here i don't think kentucky's going to catch 10 losses but will they have five or less well let's look at the different games here that kim palm says could be pretty difficult for the wildcats the first one obviously being kansas game three at the neutral site in chicago kp gives kentucky a 35 percent chance to win this game Uh, I think it's going to be a tough out if Kentucky wins it. uh, I will also be very pleased if they lose, depending on how they lose, could be frustrated, could be okay with it. Uh, That's one game where you could definitely see Kentucky losing, and it be realistic. The second loss on the schedule that they have for UK is a a loss to North Carolina, 49% chance to win this one. So it it literally is a 50-50. I would not be terribly surprised if Kentucky lost this one, but also... I expect Kentucky to win this game at the neutral site in Atlanta. I think that this game's going to be a lot of fun I would be I would be anticipating a, a wildcat victory here. I think that these teams are uh, evenly matched I think I agree with Kim Pom but I I'd, I'd, t- I'd take the Wildcats here because of the fact that I like their offense which we will get to in a second. so that's another game where you could see okay Kentucky could very well lose here. Third loss on the schedule, a 49% chance to beat the Florida Gators on the road to open SEC play. That would sting if you only got, let's see, non-conference victories over, well, the only one that's that's worth a rip would be one at home against Miami, and Miami's the 45th best team in Kim Palm, so it's not really like it's a, a particularly impressive, particularly impressive uh, home victory there. If you lose to Kansas and you lose to North Carolina, and then you lose to Florida to begin the uh, the the first uh, third essentially or a little bit more than a third of the season. Uh, that that would stink. That that would really stink. This is a game that Kentucky. I mean, they could lose it. I don't think that it's going to happen. It very well could. I, I don't think it's going to. Uh, I would like to fancy Kentucky a more talented and a better offensive team than they were a season ago. I think that equates to. A good battle against the Gators, but a one, but one that Kentucky eventually wins could be a game Kentucky loses though. So you have to give yourself three there. The next loss, a couple of games later on the road at Texas A and M, Kentucky's got a 42 percent chance to win this one. Kim Palm predicts they'll lose by two points in this game right now. Uh, Kentucky could lose this game. Texas A and M, very experienced, very talented team. I think that it's it's very possible that, that that they they lose this one. So that's four on the on the schedule that Kentucky could lose. Arkansas is the next one. Kentucky only has a 36% chance to beat the Hogs in Bud Walton Arena. Uh, they predict, they're predict they predicted to lose by four in this one. Yeah, I can see this, that one. So there's five. There's five right there, and then we continue along. Gonzaga is a 48% chance to win at home. Uh, Kentucky, I think uh, this will be a very big test for them. Uh, I'm very curious to see what Kentucky looks like at this point in the season. How do the Zags look, too? Is going to be a great question. Hard to project out this far out to to see what Kentucky does in the middle of conference conference games to uh, project out how they're going to play against a team like Gonzaga. Um, Another game. Kentucky could lose. That's six. Uh, We're also predicted to lose to Auburn on the road. Uh, I don't really know about that considering their personnel this year. I don't know if they're going to be as strong defensively as they have been in years past. Uh, who knows? Maybe we're wrong. That's a top 15 Ken Palm team uh, on the road. He could lose that, so that's seven. Mississippi State on the road uh, a couple games after that. I think Kentucky wins that game. And then number the final game against the number eight team in Kim Palm to Tennessee, you're predicted to lose that game at the end of the year. So that's somewhere between six to seven games where it's like, okay, I can see Kentucky losing, and I would probably pick them to lose this game. Uh, twenty six and eight, I think is what I said. Kentucky, uh, I feel comfortable saying Kentucky's probably going to be around there. I think this is going to be a good regular season. I think it's going to be a good regular season for the Wildcats. So uh, there's several games here past five that I would feel really uncomfortable with. Isaac says twenty six and five or better. That hasn't happened since twenty nineteen. It's only happened five times under Coach Cal. I will give this on the boldness scale, like Josh Pate says. I will give it an 8 out of 10. I think it is a pretty bold statement here. All right, another bold prediction here from Jordan Clayton. Aaron Bradshaw wins Defensive Player of the Year in the SEC. I think that this, there's a world where this happens, but you also have to take into account the amount of really talented centers I think that you have across the league. I think Micah Handglotton is going to be interesting for Florida. I think Grant Nelson is somebody that you have to watch for Alabama. I think that when you look at other guards across this league, I'm trying to think of a couple of different ones that I would be really impressed with defensively. I think the ones that I'm thinking of graduated last year. You've got Tolu Smith at Mississippi State who I think is probably the the front runner to win that award. And then you've got Jani Broom at Auburn who is also a really good uh, really good center as well. So there are a number of players across this league that could win this award. It's it's not like there's just a a dry spell of good defensive players here in the SEC this season. I would say that the boldness on this is an eight and a half. Aaron Bradshaw could do it as a freshman. He could do it. Sure, I think he's got the length. I think he's got the talent to do that. Um, and he's he's definitely got the grit and the fight. Uh, to to show his defensive strengths uh, for UK this upcoming season. Does he win DPOI, though? I think that there may be another candidate out there that's more likely to do it than Bradshaw, so I say 8.5 here on the boldness scale. All right, we've got two more bold predictions to get to for Kentucky basketball's upcoming season before I get to those final two. I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs because these days... Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available in the field that you're looking for. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can do things like add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, spread the word that you're hiring. You can use their really simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. Small businesses also rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. They are really, really awesome and it's pretty simple with LinkedIn jobs. They help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Wrapping up the Tuesday edition of locked on Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you one more time. Appreciate you tuning into locked on Kentucky. If you've not subbed to the show already, please go ahead and do so. And if you have any bold predictions or hot takes, for the upcoming season, please submit them. I would love to discuss them before the season gets underway here. All right, two more bold predictions. It's actually technically three here because great Kentuckian has two. We'll get to his in a second. But first, the Blue Devil six do not know if this is a Duke fan, but he says, Hot take. Kentucky will have the highest scoring offense per game on average than any other team in the league this season. Well, if you go and look at where Kentucky was last year, they were third in the SEC in scoring. I believe the Crimson Tide led the SEC in points per game at like 81.9, 83.9 or something like that. I think that this has a very good chance of happening. I've talked to you this entire summer after getting to take a look at some of these freshmen that Kentucky's bringing in, on top of the fact that Antonio Reeves is coming back I think this team's going to score. Now, whether or not they're going to play a lot of really, really good defense, that's the question. Health is a bit of a concern there. On top of that, the defensive effort, I'm curious to see what that looks like from a team and a cohesion standpoint. The offense, though, I think you've got a lot of different guys on this team that individually individually can create their own shot, can score the basketball from a number of areas, but you also have, I think, some really good chemistry on that side of the ball. You got to see it during the Global Jam. These guys play well together. And I think Kentucky's going to score a lot of points and shoot pretty well because of that. I really hope they do at the very least. So I want to give this one a six on the boldness scale. This could absolutely happen. By the way, Kentucky has the best projected offensive adjusted or adjusted offensive efficiency in the SEC, according to Kim Pop. So they're going to be one of the best in the league, I think, I think. And then the final two here from great Kentucky and hot take number one. And this is a scorcher. Kentucky will be so dominant in games that no opponent they face will score more than 70 points. One more time there. Kentucky basketball will be so dominant in games that no opponent they face will score more than 70 points in a game. And this comes on the heels of me literally just talking about I don't know if Kentucky's defense is going to be elite this season. Very well could be. Absolutely could be. I don't think it's going to be. And you are probably going to see some teams, you know, score more than 70. You know, keep in the running with them. Maybe even beat them by scoring a lot of points. I think that that's a very real possibility this upcoming season. And great Kentucky in here mentions in his second hot take the 2012 and 2015 teams who have really good defensive stats. So I'm going to use them in this example here. There are, let's see, there were 13 games last season that Kentucky allowed 70 points or more. 13 games in that 2015 season when Kentucky had one of the best defenses that they've ever had, they gave up 70 points or more twice. It happens. It absolutely happens. It doesn't, it's not necessarily the hallmark of like an insanely, like, like historically dominant defense for you to like hold them under 70 points every single time. Sometimes you'll run into really good offenses. Kentucky's going to play a lot of really good offenses this upcoming season, at least I think, I mean, you look at North Carolina, they're going to be a really good offense. Kansas probably going to have one of the best offenses and statistics, or from an efficiency standpoint, Ken Palm thinks they'll have the best defense. Texas A&M is a really good offense. Gonzaga is going to be a really good offense. Teams like Arkansas, they have guys that can score. Missouri gave Kentucky fits last season. They're probably, probably going to have a really decent offense. So, I don't think Kentucky is in position. They, I don't think they have the personnel to hold every single team uh, they play under 70 points. So I'm going to give this one a 9.75. It's not completely impossible, but it's it would be extremely difficult for Kentucky to do that with what I think is going to be a good defense, not a great defense. And then the final hot take, again, from great Kentuckian, This team will have more blocks than either the the 2012 or 2015 teams. Uh, I put this one at a 10. I do think that this may be impossible. You look at 2022 last season. Walk with me for a second. In 2022, the Kentucky Wildcats had 120 total blocks. That was good for 5.1 blocks per game. That was, I believe, seventh in the SEC. If you want to take a stab at what that 2015 team had, in terms of blocks per game. I'll give you a couple seconds. So we go from 120 here in 2022. 234 blocks for Kentucky in 2015. Kentucky's not uh, Kentucky's not topping that. Well, what about 2012, you say? How about 290 blocks for that team? Anthony Davis was cleaning house, dude. You don't have AD on this team. Now you've got some really, really good players. Some may be more offensively inclined. if That's the right phrase there. Then some of those teams or players on that 2012 team, but you don't have that defense. You don't, you don't. And and this is something, and great Kentucky is not saying this. He's not saying this at all. Um, blocks do not equate to great defense. We saw Kentucky's rim protection be really bad last season while like simultaneously, had a decent amount of blocks. You've seen different teams in this conference do the same thing statistically, and we've discussed it whenever we've matched up with them, Auburn being one. 290 blocks is never going to be, I think, overcome. 234 blocks is probably never going to be overcome, especially coming off the heels of a season where you only had 120 and I'm saying only it wasn't a terrible number, it just was nowhere near what you were doing a decade ago. So I'm gonna put it out of ten. I think that this is this is near impossible for Kentucky to to accomplish. But I do like the hot takes from all of you guys. I, I love the excitement, I love the anticipation. This is not a segment here where I'm going to sit here and tell you, give me a hot take, and then just like get on to you for having the take. I think it's fun. I absolutely think it's fun to do stuff like this, and if you get over 290 blocks, hey, listen. If you don't win that, if you don't win that national championship, then we're gonna have some conversations about you uh, if you're able to get those blocks and not and not not get a championship. So, uh, if you have any questions uh, or any hot takes, you want to drop in the comments below. You can leave those in the YouTube comments or you can hit me on the socials. And I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hey, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave those in the YouTube comments below. You can hit me on the socials and I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.